What is going on, everybody? This is Clint Locked On Bulldogs. Today we are talking about how the Auburn game gave me every single ounce of confidence in the world that we are those dogs. I'm going to tell you why it should give you all the confidence in the world to face anybody in the SEC, nay, the nation, uh, right after we come back. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on? Like I said, I am Clint. This is Locked On Bulldogs here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, as well as Locked On Atlanta. Wherever you are listening, subscribe, hit that like, give us a comment, rating, and review. That'd be fantastic. Today, we're talking about three things. One, how demolishing the Auburn D should give you a lot of confidence. Yes, I said a lot of confidence. Two, how abjectly this offense is 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 clicking and i want to try to encourage you that the dismantling of the d was that but our defense is abjectly incredible and i want to show you why and, and yes we've had a couple of poor performances i get that i understand but i'm here to tell you this defense uh showed out a little bit on this game i'm going to tell you why it should excite you and then lastly i want to tell you why todd munkin is now most dangerous man in america the most dangerous man in America. Y'all screwed around and uh, you have no one to blame but yourself. Uh, I want to talk about all of that. But first, let's get to the offense demolishing the defense. Now, this Auburn defense has held the following op- opponent's score. They beat Mizzou. Mizzou was left less than 20 points. They're at 14. LSU, 21 points. Penn State, the 41. That was just a, that was a weird, weird game. We all saw that coming a mile away. Uh, San Jose State, who, by the way, San Jose State's a good team. Like, go look. San Jose State's a good team. They're getting points. I forget they're playing um, uh, this week. They're given points in that game. They are the favorites. Mercer, not a good game. Houston, uh, to begin the season, Houston is a good ball club. Auburn let them have 17 uh, last uh, year. Um, these, are, these are the games that have led up for Auburn. Um, and, and here's why I want to tell you this. Here's why I want to showcase this to you. Because this defense is not horrible they're not an abomination they're not awful they got talent they got skill it's why kids were still committing to auburn after the coach uh had this horrible 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 exodus of defensive coordinators of players themselves bo Nix gets ran out of the neighborhood which by the way ooh, that's a bad look right about now that is a bad look right now because he is doing all sorts of things uh over at oregon but this defense has players they are very experienced and this offensive line absolutely shellacked them this offensive line showed up they came through m dubs and i were talking about overreaction but i want to let you know uh that this shows me something about the offense in a big big way this shows me something about this running backs tandem now in a big big way and you can add robinson into that as a as a trifecta but not so fast not so quick because dejon edwards and kenny mack are the two ride or die i'm going to go with at this point but y'all have to understand that while brian harsons has a quarterback issue has an offensive identity issue has a coaching identity issue this defense has been put in very 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 bad positions, and they're not giving up that many points to good teams. That Penn State game was got, got out of hand in a hurry 
And yeah, the defense had their their moments, but that offense is not doing many favors. And they're only giving up. Mizzou, who we found out, good team, goes down to the swamp, puts on another performance like they did at home with us. Mizzou's a good team. And Drinkovitz, I'm look, I'm sorry, dude. I, I see you. I see you. I have a coach that has quit on them or is going to be fired very soon. Uh, and they're still fighting out there. This should have given you all the confidence in the world. Now, we didn't have our best punches in the first quarter, but it didn't really mean anything to us. It, we didn't have our best punches, and yet we were still gaining traction. It didn't matter where we ran, uh, over guard, uh, in the A-gap, off tackle, sweeps, shovel passes, motion, uh, screens, which is just an extended behind-the-line scrimmage screens on the outside, uh, not in the middle of the field, not that delayed stuff where the O-linemen set up and pass pro and go, but rather the quick hitter on the outside behind the line of scrimmage. Those are all extended run plays. Uh, and we performed against a defense that is not full of losers. Okay. Uh, now we do this. If, if I was to come out and say, Hey, this offense is doing great against Vanderbilt this week. Look, okay. Laugh at me. Uh, and we have made Auburn our little brother and they don't have much leg to stand on any longer. I get that. But y'all, we manhandled a defense. Stetson looked good the entire time. And you guys can say he overthrow. I, when I say he looked good, he was upright in the pocket. He was going through progressions. He was going through reads. Um, we, we weren't rushed that much at all. We got what we wanted in the run game. Guys, be happy that this offense showed out in a way that it hasn't shown out. And I'm going to get to the third segment and tell you why that's the most dangerous man in America now, because our run game can manhandle anybody in the SEC. And I said anybody. I mean, Bama. Uh, I mean, Tennessee. Tennessee, come on. I know you got an offense, but you don't got a defense in the trenches. We run this program through the trenches, and we will run the SEC through the trenches. And we showed out on Saturday how to do that. I'm going to come back talking about not only how the offensive line graded so well, but I'm going to talk about the defensive line grading so well and two linebackers that showed out. But first, I want to let you know about Upside. Upside is a fantastic app. Download it right now in the iOS store or uh, wherever you have apps. Um, get it onto your phone. Download it right now, uh, Google Play, iOS, and start saving money. Right now, you enter the promo code LOCKED, and you're going to get $5 off your first $10 purchase. Wherever you buying are buying groceries or buying gas, wherever it is, uh, fishing gear. If you're an ice fisherman up here in the north and you need to get out there on that lake because you just can't wait for it to turn frozen, please don't do that. That's horrible. That's I know. I know. People, like they, 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 they go out on lakes that are frozen and they fish. It's crazy. It's the stupidest thing in the world. But you could save on all that with the Upside app. It's not too good to be true. It is true. And right now... You get $5 added onto your account with your first $10 purchase using the Upside app. It's not too good to be true. All right, so I told you about the offense grading out so well. I told you how incredible this run game is. I told you why it should excite you that the Auburn defense that is not full of schmucks got pushed around by us and we imposed our will. But I want to talk about also why this Georgia D was dominant against a very, very bad Auburn offense. Now, I say very, very bad. Here's what I mean. They don't have a quarterback, okay, and that's that's problematic. Maybe Ashford could turn into something. He's he's got some arm talent. He's got physical abilities and, and traits. He's got no ability to progress. They have no identity at all as an offense. And and while that you're saying, okay, how does that mean that our defense dominated? Because even if Ashford was a competent ability to read the field, 
Okay. If he was a little bit more um, uh, Billy Bryce Young, Hinden Hooker, something like that, Stetson Bennett, he had no time to get those reads down. He had no time for the play develop. Tank Bigsby had the lowest rushing average that he's had in his entire career. And, and Ashford had nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, nowhere to pass, no identity whatsoever. There wasn't time for the play to develop. There wasn't space for it to develop. To develop. There was no backyard football ability, which is what he can do. And I got on this podcast last week and said, I was nervous that if we sh- suffered against Ashford, we we're going to suffer against AR-15 and Hinden Hooker. And I ha- look, y'all, look. If you get up in the face of these cats, Bryce Young, name the name they don't turn into quarterbacks that can slice and dice you anymore they don't took in the quick read accurate let me understand what's happening let me go ahead and, and change the play that's not who they are you get in their face and you give them a little pressure and all of a sudden it's wildly inaccurate it's overthrows left and right it's interceptions with malachi starks in the backfield of the defensive backfield roaming around this defensive line got pressure every single moment of this game and every single uh, area of this game. And I know we talked about them in overreaction, but the more I sit on it, the more I think about my overreaction, the happier I am with it because we showed out. We didn't have Jalen Carter, and we still showed out. Uh, the entire interior defensive line was there. And again, this should go to prove to you that our coaching staff knows what to do, how to, how to coach people. We know how to coach people because that was such a weakness. And instead we got back in the film room, we got back in the practice facility and we worked on it and we came out better. Now, Ryan Davis, you, sir, you should have gotten game ball. We were down with injuries. Ryan Davis steps up and I'm telling you this right now, Ryan Davis, you may have found yourself into that, into that, uh, uh, little rotation there. Trez Marshall, uh, uh, I don't know if what's going to happen there. I don't know who's going to get the snaps, but Ryan Davis showed out. He was fast. He was all over the field. That O was was confusing me because I saw another flash of that zero on the defensive side, and I know he wasn't 6'7", 280, but he was showing out blazing speed everywhere, sideline to sideline. We just replicate these guys everywhere. Dumas Johnson is that guy. He's going to be the stalwart. But Ryan Davis should get a lot of credit for coming in there, playing up to the task all across. Um, this defense was attacking. They were quick. They were fast. They were disciplined. Yes, disciplined, because Asford was the guy that you can go ahead and get in a backyard game, and you never know with his legs what he can do, and we contained him. He was hurried. He was pressured. He was running the sideline. He was throwing balls away. He was getting – look, Malachi, bring that bring that in, buddy. Just bring that in next time. Um, passes were, were not accurate. Uh, it gives me a lot of confidence because Tennessee is a better version of that. And Tennessee Vol fan and all you Georgia fan being freaked out about Tennessee. Look, there Hendon Hooker is a is a far better accomplished version of Ashford of AR fifteen, a far better one. Um, and he can read and he, but his reads are very simple. It's one two run. It's one two check down, and it's half the field and it's stack formations on the outside. It's not. It's not ex- these these schemes are not complex. They are one and go, one and go, one and go. Asher, it is one and go or none and go or where the heck am I at? Guys are in my face. Um, I, I think Ryan Davis played his way into a more predominant position on this team with a lot of rotation, with a lot of guys needing snaps, with a lot of inexperience. 
but we grew a ton on defense. And here's here's the key. Here's where I finally want to get to because this is really important. And if you don't understand how football works, confidence in how you play has a lot to do with it. And this defense, y'all screwed up and they got confident against Auburn. They're rolling in to Vandy and then a bye and then Florida with confidence. That's dangerous for a young team. Not dangerous in the bad way for us. Like, oh no, they're going to get too cocky. No, 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 no. When you are reacting, when you believe in yourself, when you believe in your ability, that's when things get going very, very good. We're going to come back after this. I'm going to tell you why Todd Munkin is the most dangerous man in America right now. But first, we'll talk about Nissan. Nissan has some exciting things going on. And thrilling moments are everywhere within college football. It's what college football is made all about. Uh, the thrilling segment it was inspired by it, it it had to happen was was stetson going 60 plus looking left and right for somebody to tackle him it was branson robinson trucking people as he reminded every single person about, about maurice jones drew or nick chubb dare i say those thrilling moments in the game are incredible and a lot of fun and happen at the drop of the hat uh and nissan is somebody that makes thrilling things happen. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new design featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, and Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. Here's why Todd Munkin is the most dangerous man in America, and y'all been warned. Okay? Let me, let, me, let me showcase this to you. Let me break it down very, very simply. First two games, he came out guns blazing, Stetson throwing 350-plus, Heisman conversation, touchdowns going all over the place, Brock Bowers breaking all sorts of records, on pace for crazy stuff, A.D. Mitchell showing out all over the place. A.D. gets hurt. Karras is is not 100%. Lad McConkie decides that he doesn't like footballing anymore. Brock Bowers is not keeping that record pace of 28 touchdowns in a season. Setson's overthrowing some people, tucking the ball, running. All of a sudden, games three, four. We 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 hit a little lull. We're not. Everybody's crying for what happened to the Oregon offense. Yada yada yada. Look, football is hard because in baseball, okay, you got a guy on the mound and you, it's mano a mano. His best versus your best. I get it. I understand. Boxing, same thing. Football has a ten guys could be doing their job on the offense. Ten guys can be doing their job beautifully. One guy doesn't, and the whole play is failure. Ten guys on defense can be doing their job. One guy doesn't. The name that shall not be spoken on this podcast. And all of a sudden, we're out of our first national championship um, appearance and, and game when every single thing else is going well. Football is hard, guys. Don't make it easy. by Don't, don't minimize and don't simplify it to, well, we should be putting up, you know, 42 and our offense should be clicking. Setson should be throwing 75% if he's not. And, and our running back should be getting 6.5 yards per carry. No, it's grueling. It's a, it's a chess match. And Todd Munkin had slicing and dicing people early on in the season. Then he didn't. And then he went and the offensive line was given a, a, an absolute challenge. Second half of Mizzou. Coming out of Mizzou and into this week at Auburn, the offensive line and the running backs were given a challenge that said, carry us. Carry us as our offense is not. Look, I'm not suggesting their offense is clicking 100% like it wasn't. Or I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that things ebb and flow. And now all of a sudden, you got an offense that needed some ebb, needed some flow. And the running backs and the offensive line said, 
We can do this. Now, I want to encourage you, Georgia fan, can you name another SEC team that can line up and just shove it down your throat for four quarters? The closest you can get is Kentucky, and they can't do that right now. They don't have the offensive line to do that right now. Chris Rodriguez, uh, not as good as a running back as we thought. He doesn't have enough wiggle in the hole to make the first guy miss. He's going to have to power through. And with that offensive line, there's a whole lot of guys in the hole. Okay, Kentucky can't do that. South Carolina can't do that. Alabama cannot do that. Texas A&M, may, maybe if Jimbo decides to run the ball, you, you may have noticed that your running back was carving people up, Jimbo. Georgia is a team that says, I got three guys, fresh legs, and an offensive line that is nasty and excited to push people around. And I gift wrap that to Todd Munkin, where I say, Todd, in case your best isn't good, in case you're not full in the bag, in case the rhythm's off, in case Stets isn't hitting guys uh, in, in phase, in case the wide receivers are dropping some things, how about a nice little juicy running game that is going to carry your team to victory over 300 yards with whoever you want. You name the running back. We have the offensive line. They're going to push people around. Now we can pass to set up the run. We can now run to set up the pass and we can just run the ball. Do you see this? This is why Todd Munkin all of a sudden goes back and his confidence meter shoots up. Now he starts thinking, okay, I get Vanderbilt to get right. I get a bye week and then I get Florida. And then we go into the teeth with Kentucky and Tennessee in November. By the time we get there, Todd Munkin will be in a full lather with a offensive line that has an identity with running backs that are hungry and with receivers that are back and healthy and Stett having all of it at his disposal. Guys, watch out. Watch out for the next two games in three weeks to be a showcase of vintage Todd Monk in what we saw at the beginning of the season because he has everything he wants now and he's going to get back what he, we already had at the beginning of the season and we went into a different phase and we needed to rely on other people and we did and now we have that too. It's like, oh, hi, nice surprise. That should excite you as a Georgia fan, not disappoint you. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We will see you guys later. We'll see you tomorrow. We got more news, more insight coming to you. See you then.